the word judge can be confusing. We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. again everyone thank you for joining me for bible time i got another question it's time from a viewer on youtube and i'm going to read it to you it says i have a question which is, has bothered me for a long time it's on the passage that i have never heard anyone preach on or even speak about it's first corinthians chapter 5 and the title covers it expel the immortal brother would you specifically address verses 11 through 12 that say not to associate or even eat with anyone who calls himself a brother, yet does the things listed? It talks about judging those inside the church. In chapter 7, Jesus says, do not judge or you will be judged. My question is, if everything in the Bible is relevant, then could you please address this? Okay, that by far is one of the toughest questions I've ever received. And I at first my thought was, oh, well, it's a different word. But I went to my Strong's Concordance, and it's behind me here. And you can find these online now. I don't suggest going out and buying one. And I looked up the word judge in Matthew 7 and in 1 Corinthians 15. In, in Greek, it's the same word, Strong's number 2919. Well, therefore, we have to realize that when you're talking about the same word it probably has the same meaning now the word the proper meaning for that greek word is to distinguish between which yeah we can understand that as judge but first let me read the two verses in in question do not judge or you will too be judged for in the same way you judge others you will be judged and with the same measure you use it will be measured to you. Then he goes on to say, "Look at the. do not look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. Then when we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, um, it does indeed say, expel the immortal brother and the verses in question. But now I am writing you, I am writing you that you must not associate with anyone who calls himself a brother, but is sexually immoral or greedy and an idolater or a slanderer, a drunkard or a swindler, with such a man do not even eat. What business is it of mine to judge those outside of the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked man from among you. And that expel the wicked man from among you comes from Deuteronomy chapter 17, verses 7, among other places in Deuteronomy, when God is very clear that you are not to have evil and corrupt people in your midst. And I think the best explanation here is to go to what Paul says later on in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, when he says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. So what Paul's saying is that when you're in the company of someone that is not real good, um, doing a lot of things, calling themselves one thing, but not really are exactly that thing, then you're going to be corrupted. And there are really a lot of reasons that we could get into for that. But I really kind of just want to focus on the two passages like I was asked about. So in Matthew chapter seven, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is kind of setting the stage. I'm here. This is Jesus speaking. I'm here to show you that I'm with the fulfillment of the law. You've heard it said, 
don't do this. But I say, if you do this, then... So Jesus is kind of setting it up as if to say, look, you cannot be saved by the law, okay? And he's saying, you know, for the people that were very judgmental of other people because of the Deuteronomy 17, Deuteronomy 19, Deuteronomy 21, and so on, he was saying, you know, you cannot pass judgment that belongs to me. Okay, I want you to focus on you and me together, that vertical relationship. I don't want you to right now worry about the horizontal, how people are acting. I will take care of that. I have come to cleanse everyone. Okay, so before Paul even spoke, you know, Jesus is saying, I've come to free the world of their sins. It is my job to judge. The judgment will be upon me. So don't focus on what somebody's doing wrong. Focus on what you're doing with me. Get right with me. Okay? So then Paul's making this assumption. And, and I, I hate to say that, but it's a good assumption. He's saying, look, if someone's in your church, and let me stop there for a moment. Corinthians, the, the Corinthians were very idolatrous, very sexually immoral people. And as he said, bad company was corrupting good character. It, it was awful in that church. So Paul's saying, look, if you guys are called to be clean, to be pure, to be Christ-like, to be disciples of Christ, then you need to act like it. And you need to distinguish between one another and make sure you act like it. So Jesus was saying, the judgment will be upon me for your sins. Okay? So don't pass somebody off because you are doing something. And, and at that time, if we consider what Paul said, the inside and the outside, at that time, they were all on the outside in Matthew 7. They're all on the outside. And Paul did say, the judgment of those on the outside belongs to God, okay? So that's a kind of a cop-out, if you ask me. I'm not saying that's my answer, but it is something to consider. That, you know, Jesus is saying, this judgment that is coming upon the earth is coming upon me when I die on the cross. So it's not for you to judge your brother. Look at yourself because, you know, we continue on in that next verse. Look at yourself. Take that speck of sawdust out of your eye instead of looking at the bad thing he's doing. You're both equally guilty. Even though that person may be sexually immoral and maybe you just told one lie your entire life. We know people have done more than that. But, you know, it's not a size of a matter of size. Like this person did a whole lot more than I did. You're both equally guilty. And I've come to receive that judgment for you. So you're not to judge on the outside. So then when we get to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and, and Paul's like, look, people, you guys are not following the way of God here. You're being, you're like beach balls, being tossed around by the waves and being hit back and forth, and you're light and you're floating all over the place, whatever sounds good, and you're being corrupted. So he's saying, follow the pattern of the Hebrews where God was very specific, and yes, it was very harsh, but what's it going to do? Okay, that's what we need to consider. What's it going to do? If you know someone, a very good friend, and you know they're doing something incredibly evil, incredibly wrong, immoral, if you stick with them in hopes of winning them over, that's not a bad thing. 
but you better be careful or you're going to be convinced to come in and do these evil things. You're going to be won over by evil. You're not going to win them over. Pass them out. And in other places, he says, hand them over to Satan. In the book of Titus, he says, reject a factious man once and then twice and then hand them over because God will take care of it at that point. In a sense, you're putting them on the outside for them to be drawn back in by Christ. So it's not the same kind of judgment. It's the same word to distinguish between, you know, to make a call in your mind, but it's not, hey, I'm better than you because I gave up that sin. That's, that's the Matthew 7 judgment. That's not what Paul's talking about. He's saying, I want you to realize they're going to corrupt you, so pass them out. So you're not really judging them in the sense of do not judge lest you be judged, for if you judge, you will be judged by the same measure. It's not the same kind of judgment. Same word, but not the same kind of judgment, because that judgment belongs to Christ. And he doesn't want us to have a self-righteous kind of view, which is what the law was starting to create in people, a self-righteous kind of view. Paul's saying, make this distinction that this person's going to corrupt you, so just get rid of them. And then when you do, they're going to feel the shame. They're going to come back. You will be helping them by passing them off. And let me tell you, it's hard to do. And there's a fine line there. Where does the love come in? You know, that's the question. And it takes discernment. It's not something that you can just randomly walk up to someone and say, you know what? You told a lie. I'm done with you. That's not what Paul's saying either. This was some pretty intense, deeply problematic character. Whether these people were truly Christians or not, we cannot say. The Bible's not clear, and it's not for us to make that judgment. But what he's saying is, look at this character. Don't be won over by this character. Okay? Be careful. And that is different than saying, well, I'm better than you because I have overcome that. That's the kind of judgment from Matthew 7, okay? So I hope that helps. I mean, this is, this is difficult, but I guess ultimately what I want to tell you is that if you find yourself in a situation like that where, you know, I want to obey the word of God and I've got this friend that is just into stuff that I just can't be a part of, then you have to disassociate yourself or you're going to be won over. I mean, there's a lot of demonic things going on in here too that we're not going to get into right now. You just got to be careful. God will protect you, okay? But don't lend yourself to that. You can still pull away without judging. You can pull away without with love. You can pull away. And the best thing you can do is pray for those people. Pray for them to overcome what is binding them and controlling them. And, and maybe even if God so permits to let yourself move in and speak and then let God work in their hearts with the words that you speak, there's power in the words that we speak. We can do it in a non-judgmental way. We just need to seek out the Lord to find out how to say that. So Paul was not contradicting Jesus, okay? Jesus was saying, that the judgment of the character does not belong to you. Paul's saying, knowing their character, be careful not to associate with them so that you're one over two. 
I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, please reach out to me and let me know, and I'll try to explain it further. But for now, that's your Bible time for today, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless.